What's good, everybody? Welcome to Back to the Block Podcast with your host, Anthony Austin. I am super excited to start this series with you guys. It's been in the work for a while, and I know you guys are going to enjoy it. Here, we're going to be taking it back to the block where our story began. We're going to revisit feelings of uncertainty that we experienced when we lacked guidance, skills, and mentorship. Despite the challenges, minimal resources, and adversity that we faced, we had to start somewhere. The belief in ourselves was put to the test when people doubted our dreams, goals, and ambitions. We faced constant reminders that only a small, small percentage of athletes make it to the top, and now it's time to tell our stories and inspire the next generation. This podcast is for us. This is our platform. Let's take it back to the block. Joining us today is an NBA veteran, 12-year professional player and Colorado University alum Chris Copeland. Copeland's height, precision from three-point range, and versatility gave him the opportunity to compete all around the world, playing with and against a handful of NBA Hall of Famers. Join us as we discuss timeless memories and stories along with noteworthy gems and nuggets that any Hooper chasing their dream can relate to. All right, man. Episode two, back to the blocks. Finally here, man. We got someone, someone, the OG man. He he's been all around, man. Y'all heard it all in the in the intro. So we're gonna see about the work ethic and the mindset that propelled him to get to where he was. So uh, let's welcome Chris, man. Chris Copeland, what's good, bro? What's happening, fam? Good to see you. It's good to see you, man. I know you a busy guy. I've been trying to lock you in for a little minute, so. We're going to get right into it and just uh, take it right back to the block. So your block is New Jersey. So talk a little bit about your upbringing. I know you had uh, you're raised by a single mother and your bre- big brother who played a, a big role in your life. So just kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah, um, that was that was my family. I mean, I come from a big family. Aunts, uncles took a village to raise me for sure. Um, but my, you know, I credit the most my mother and my brother. Um, my mother, she was out, you know, working <clears throat> constantly nonstop um, to, to keep the lights on, keep food on the table. My brother was, it was us two pretty much there. He was my day-to-day um, source for guidance, protection, whatever, you know what I mean? Um, that was my father. So in essence, that's that's how I came up. And then um, he passed and my mom had to do double duty and she did more than that. So salute, salute the moms. RP to big bro. Um, who who put the basketball in your hands? When when did you start hooping? My brother. Um, as long as I as long as I can remember, I've only known basketball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I don't. Yeah, I really don't know life without basketball for real. And just kind of was was the path, you know, coming up in Jersey where, where I'm from. Very hum, humble beginnings. Um, that was always the ticket for me. I was always told this is how we we elevate and we get to the next. Um, to better places, you feel me? And right. um, so for me, that was that was the goal is to, to use basketball to to be my ticket out, and it worked out. I heard that. So uh, I know he passed uh, when you were around thirteen, and like you mentioned, your mom had to do double duty. So I, I know that she uh, she quit her job and you moved to Virginia about the age of fifteen. So just talk about that sacrifice. So I know basketball is probably your outlet because you were going through so much, the new move, and so much has changed with life and the family. So just kind of talk about the move and 
just basketball and this new perspective you you gained after an early death in your family, someone so close to you? Yeah, I got I got um fortunate to go to Virginia um to be around the people I was able to be around. Um, it wasn't a basketball move. We had family um, things we had to handle, and we had to we left. Long story short, um, but you know, mom's made so many sacrifices for me coming up, and um, you know, I, I can't thank her enough, man. She did whatever it took, whether it be, um, you know, she spent just to make sure my mental was right. You know what I mean? She did everything in her power to make sure um, I had everything I needed to continue to grow and become what I what I needed to become. Nice. So the high school you went to, is that a, did you end up going to a, a kind of basketball known high school? Although it was no. a basketball move? No, it wasn't a, all right, well, all right. So it's kind of, that's a kind of complicated answer. So we left, <laughs> we left. Long story short, very, very long story. Uh -huh. but long story short, we went to, when we got to to Richmond, I was staying with my uncle. And um, we didn't we didn't have, we didn't know where we were staying yet. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, again, I'm, all I know is basketball. So you give me an hour of freedom, I'm, that's where I was going, especially at that time. Facts. And I went to go play at this court. Like, I think we drove to a few different spots and we ended up at one. We seen a couple of guys playing. So I, I went to that one just trying to get a run. And one of the guys was like, yo, where are you from? You know, I'm Jersey, this, that, and the third. Like, oh, word? Um, I said, yeah, I think I'm moving out here. Now, I wasn't even in the district where my uncle was at. And um, he went and told the, the coach. Um, and the coach basically, like, before – um, shout out to Coach Coulter, that's my guy to this day. Um, he came out and like, what? I came out the next day and he talked to me and was like, basically recruited me. Like, listen, <laughs> all right, before y'all pick a place, y'all should pick a place like he. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't anything yet, but um, I think he could see. You know, I had the work ethic. Obviously, he had some size with me, and um, you know, he he um. He talked to my mother and basically recruited me to come to Hermitage and then the rest was history. And who are some, like, not knowing that name a lot. I know there's a, wasn't there a couple guys that have went there that came out? That went yeah, from there? it was more football guys, though. Oh, okay. Am uh, I the only, yeah, I think it was the only Hermitage NBA guy, but we had football guys, two of them I played with, um, Fontel Mines and um, Dwayne Brown. Okay. So, um, you know, Dwayne Brown is a, all pro Fontel's coaching at Virginia Tech now. That's that right. Yeah. He went to UVA. I think he's at Virginia Tech now. He just got no. He moved. I think he's at Virginia Tech. I'm Man, you, you don't know where he at. Let me tell you. <laughs> he's been everywhere. Incredible guy, incredible soul, incredible man. Both of those guys. Um so yeah, I played with them in high school. So I didn't have any problem with physicality because they took care of everything for me. <laughs> had to had the big dogs there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. I was I was good. I got to play my finesse game, and if anybody was too physical, I they get a hard screen. Mm. <laughs> so that's that's a couple notable guys you played with in the high school days. Uh, yeah. You played with anyone notable in your AAU days? Yeah, the the biggest name. Um, he he probably don't remember, but shout out to Stat. Um, uh, Amari Amari Stoudemire. Um, I don't even think he remember this, but I, I like to tell a story like, yeah. you know, we all feel like we that, you know, we really good and this, that, and the third. But I'm watching by Murray. It's one of the few times where I was just like, especially on the come up, I was like, I can't do that. 
I should probably sit right here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. him play. Uh, you know, if you remember Amari, uh, his freshman, no, not freshman, uh, rookie year, how he just came in, took the league by storm, was dunking on all these grown men at 19, this, then the third. I mean, you got to remember six months before that, he was in high school. Yeah, that's Which crazy. Is, you know what I'm saying? So, like, that's what I saw. I was like, what is that? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, salute to Amari. But, yeah, that, that was probably the most notable. I played, you know, against guys, you know, here and there, mellow everybody, like, coming up. But, like, right. it's that. It's that one in high school. I was like, what? That's a – never seen that like that before. Did you know, like, you seen leagues? Like, you knew, like, it was a clear we level? Yeah. We all knew, like, that was – Mind you, in Richmond, that was one of the, like I said, I was really blessed to to go to Richmond. Richmond's where I got exposed to pros. Um, I met Corey Alexander, I met Ben Wallace, I met I don't want to, you know, Johnny Newman. Um, you know, all these guys were current NBA guys. I'm, I hope I'm not forgetting nobody, but um, and then a lot of super talent, uh, super talented like European guys and I played guys that played in Europe. All right. Um, I got to meet pros at high school and I got to play against them and some days I wasn't even playing like but I got to be in the gym and watch these guys compete that's big um, huge I, I don't think I know I wouldn't have had the opportunity in Jersey um this is culture wasn't there for that where I was at and then um in Virginia I really got exposed to um one how it should be you know as far as like guys like I could I could talk to Corey Corey gonna tell me what it was in high school like no you're not that and this is what you need to work on you know All what right. I mean be direct um and kick my butt because I need it. That's the only way I could get better. You know what I'm saying? So um I was very blessed to get that experience and exposure with guys that play at the highest level out there. Yeah, nothing wrong with kids uh like playing down, but playing like up and just playing against older guys is how you really get better. Like a lot of guys like to be comfortable and team up, like do the super team like at a young age and just do all this mm -hmm. stuff when just playing young is in the real smoke is how you're going to get better. Like you don't need to be comfortable as a kid when you're, it's like longevity. It's the, it's the long run. So you, you feel the best. It's about longevity, man. You want to feel good today because you know, you got the upper hand or you want to feel good when all, all the things are being even. Um, because at some point it all gets even, <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Not, you know, if you're older than or bigger than kids and that's what you're playing against. One day you're going to see somebody your size. Most people are going to be your size. And then what you're going to do. Right. So it's always better to, you know, learn yourself against tougher competition so that you put yourself in extreme situations, you know, like you just like going to the weight room, you know, you push yourself, you know, to exhaustion sometimes, not always, I know there's a science behind it, but you push yourself in order to get stronger. You know what I'm saying? So if you're not pushing yourself, you're not going to get any better. And that's just the same in anything. Preach. So uh, like you mentioned earlier, like, you feel like you got it, but you seen Amari and you like, okay, like, okay, he got that. What, what, like, what was the next step for you? Like you, you got in the lab, you just like, you knew you needed, you needed to, to take it up a level. Like what, what, what was the next thing after that? There was no quit for me. You know, like we talked about earlier, my, my, my brother, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, it was kind of like a, we didn't have like an oath, like, you know, like there's something we put on paper or something like I swore I would always, you know what I mean? But, it was a promise we made to each other. It was a dream we had, he had for me um, to continue to pursue and, and make it to the league. You know what I'm saying? That was just something we said I was going to do. And um, so I always took it as an oath, especially when he left. Like, whatever happens, I'm going to leave it on the line. And if it doesn't if it doesn't um, work out, I did the best that I could. But I, I didn't quit. You know what I'm saying? And there were times I wanted to. <laughs> I could lie to you because, you know, this game is – 
not for the week, um, whether it be physically or mentally, especially. Um, but, um, you know, I, I thank God I was put in the right places, right positions with the right people to continue to help me to, to push through um, a lot of my dark times. And um, that's what it was. That's what kept me going. Just that, just my brother, that idea of my brother, like, I can't, I can't quit. And basketball does not always reward people. Like you can put in a lot of work and you might not always reap the benefits that you think you deserve, which is just the reality of it. So for you to- I'll piggyback that. I mean, and I would tell this to, um, I always look at it like this and and you you know, true words have ever been said, um, what you just said. And that's the, that's the crazy part about this game. And for me, it ain't about, it can't be about, the league and I think even for me it was but when I look back it really was about like I just said like leaving it on the line because here's how it goes like if you don't you have no chance and the biggest thing is always for me what are my priorities right and I always tell that to what's what's my priorities and what's the alternative right I, I, we can talk about that later the alternative part mm-hmm. I always say what's my priority and for me is when we have a goal whether it be lose weight, whether it be whatever this, that, and the third. It to me, it always hurts worse when I say, damn, if only I this, that, and the third, then to fail that said goal. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you know you did everything in your power to reach that goal, um, I think it feels better later whether it makes it, whether you make it or not, in my opinion, because I just think and I and I just think it comes down to what are our goals. You know what I'm saying? And and do we want to go to the league or do we want to make money? Right. For example, right. some people, some people really think it's like this league has become this target for people that come from where, where we come from. It's like a thing, like um, it's a, it's a, a life accomplishment and, and it is, but you know, we, some of us, we really just need to get the fuck out of there. Excuse my language. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this yeah. is trying to figure out how to elevate ourselves and our families. So, um, you know, I always, I always tell the young guys, listen, you know, if you can make it, you can make it, you know, push yourself and try to do the best you can, but don't think that, you know, see, smell the roses along the way. Cause just because you may or may not, you may fall short. You may, the basketball has so many different spinoffs and avenues for you to be successful. And those could be just as important or, or even more so than making and putting, you know, Jerry West on your Jersey. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't think it's that important as, as an older guy looking back, I think it's awesome for those that get the opportunity, but it's awesome for the connections you make playing basketball. It's awesome for the other opportunities that come um, from being in shape, even like, you know, there's, there's lots of good, you can pull off a million reasons why you should push yourself in and, and, and don't, don't hang your hat on just this NBA thing. Exactly. That was well said. And just like you said, like we just talked about that whole time, you kept pushing and you earned yourself a scholarship to, Colorado University, uh, which was the Big Twelve at the time, did uh, what was the recruit? What was the recruitment like at the time? Like, did you have any other looks? What what made Colorado stick out to you? Um, shout out to moms again. <laughs> moms kind of. <laughs> uh, I think moms. That's what moms she wanted me to be. Um, more so than anything, being fully, fully truthful. Um, yeah. it was also for me. It was between them and Virginia Tech, and um, when I took the visit. The Big 12 at the time was, you know, Colorado was Big 12 at the time. And uh, that's, you know, we playing against, I don't know if you remember these names, but, you know, Wayne Simeon, Kirk Heinrich, uh, TJ Ford, um, 
who else? Tony Allen, Graham Brothers. I could go down to John Lucas. Like it was like lit. There's <laughs> no other word for it. Um, Wait, time out, time out, real quick, time out. There's no way you say you don't know if, if I remember these names. Like I'm, a, I'm just gonna pretend like I ain't even hear that. All right, good, good. But these are, you know, what I'm saying like yeah. some of these guys. Some guys remember like Wayne and all these, you know. But it's TJ and these are special guys, man. Salute to all of for those sure. guys. For sure, for um, sure. Especially around, you know, that college time, like this was it. You know what I mean? So it's like the, again, you want to play against guys you know you compete against or push yourself, right? So I always want to put myself in the highest, um, highest light. It was, it was really between them and Virginia Tech. I thought ACC would be, um, a similar, similar challenge, right? But Big Twelve, just kind of worked out. I had other teams I was talking to too, but like those, those really became like, all right, I'm going to one of these, and and I got to challenge myself every summer, um, because I know when it comes winter time, I'm gonna have to see an NBA prospect pretty much every night, and this is how you make a name. You got to go against the best. So. Exactly, and just like those names you named, like that wasn't the NCAA, like that was just one league. So all those guys yeah, spread out across. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm forgetting, I'm you know respectfully right, to those right. guys. I'm forgetting guys for sure, you know. Um, so that Big Twelve back then was unbelievable, bro. Like it just, it just was, and it was so. Like you gotta think, when I left, you know, like the Big Twelve were able, they were able to recruit like Kevin Durant and Michael Beasley and Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. Like these guys who set records in college, like type, like they got the best of the best recruits because right. that's how crazy the league was. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the best guys knew this is where we going. The Big Twelve. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, I, I I was uh again very fortunate to even say I was able to play in that play against some of these these names that I named and shit, it was, the rest was history. Yeah, the rest was history. You played against some great guys like we named, and you more than held your own. Your junior year, you got Big Twelve All Improved Team. So mm-hmm. you, like I said, you go against people, you get better. So every year, you're just getting better, getting better, and you just were notable. You stood out amongst a great group of guys, which is one in itself so salute on that and you figured it out man that's that's what's up appreciate that bro so since you figured it out you obviously earned some looks to the nba so uh we had some looks but unfortunately uh draft night didn't go the way we thought it did uh talk about uh that whole experience because i know um like i mentioned you didn't get drafted but you still were able to have some workouts so let's talk about that experience with the nuggets briefly and just uh mm-hmm. go into that a little bit uh long story short uh george carl um uh was the head coach at the time um whole staff really great people um, i don't know if they want me to throw their names out there i probably shouldn't even say but whatever <laughs> um but you know the staff really took me um to this day like i still talk to some assistant coaches shout out to those guys they know who they are um and uh, they brought me in. Um, I will say one name, uh, as far as the Nuggets concerned. Um, I got to salute them. I don't think we're not. I don't know if half the shit was legal, so I don't know if I want to <laughs> say too much. But um, but they brought me in. Uh, Jamal Mosley, um, head coach of the Orlando Magic now. Hey, um, Jamal. Jamal went to my high school. He's a legend there. Rancho Buena Vista. Rancho Buena Vista High School. He's a legend, and I gotta, I just gotta, you know, salute him because, you know, as far as me, you know, playing against the guys in Virginia, I talk about pros and this, that, and the third. I got Jamal got me to in the gym with the Nuggets to play against current 
you know, the Mellows, the JRs, the, you know, everybody was there at the time. Mm -hmm. Linus Clazer, y'all don't know if you remember that name, another Big 12 guy. Yeah. Had like 40 or 50 in one game in the league. Like, he was legit. He was legit. Mm -hmm. um, at, at that time, <clears throat> a salute to Linus, too. He was a killer. Um, But Jamal brought me in. Um, to those workouts, and I got to to really get the feel, get a feel for like, can I do this? You know what I'm saying? Because everybody say like, oh yeah, I could do it. All right, bro. All right, right. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. Right. So I got to see against the talent, um, for real every day. Can I do this every day? Can I consistently, you know, compete? And um, because I, I never knew. Like I, I always, you always believe in yourself, but you don't know till you do it. Right. In my opinion. So. He gave me the opportunity, and I got to really believe in myself. I got hurt. I ended up breaking my foot trying to dunk on Jr. Again, I, these are stories I'm sure these niggas don't remember, but <laughs> but I definitely did. That's exactly what happened. Broke my foot um, when I had a bunch more lined up. Um, I didn't get drafted, um, but I now I had that seed planted. Thanks to thanks to Jamal, that I knew all right, I'm good enough to compete. Will it happen? Is it in the cards? You know how like how many people ever lived played the league? Like it's just fucking. It's very hard to make it there. All right. But Jamal planted that seed by bringing me into the gym that I could actually, I had enough ability to do it. Now the rest was going to be strategy, you know, what situations am I being put in to get to get those looks. Exactly. So like you said, you broke your foot trying to put J.R. Smith in the rim. I did. <laughs> so things, things went away. That's crazy. That's a crazy story. I wish there was a hidden camera so I'm gonna have I'm gonna find you I'm gonna be like do you remember that <laughs> I wonder if you remember because I mean I just I probably just disappeared after that like right. I, you know I went, got, went to the hospital and then I ain't see JR again to the Knicks <laughs> for real for real is that true no that's not true because he was still playing the summers I will come back in the summers he was still there around he seen me for sure but I wonder if he remembers that right you know what I mean type type deal so yeah, I don't know yeah. I'm gonna bump into him and ask him one day yeah let me know some yeah. So Jamal brought you in and you knew you kind of had what it take and you could play at this level, although you were undrafted. Uh you mm -hmm. broke your foot. Did you did your confidence waver during that that time of just being down and just being sure? Because when your foot's sure. broke, you can't even it's not give a broke hand, you can still shoot right hand, like you can't really do much. Like can't do anything. Sure. Anything in basketball. Um my teammate Richard Roby, what up, bro? Um he uh we would we were staying in the same uh we, we had like a house rented or whatever he would just his room was like next to mine and um he would just come in like all right let's bang out these push-ups let's do these sit-ups like he would like kind of keep my head um you know forward. locked in yeah yeah you know what i'm saying like and it gets bro it gets dark like damn i'm a senior never played a you know not a senior like i'm over like just, yeah. you know no more no more eligibility left now I broke my foot. I have no pro experience. Nobody wanted to give me a chance. You know what I mean? Um, or who's gonna give me a chance? Is what you're thinking? Like, how? Why? You know what I mean? I'm not a draft pick. I'm not all American. I'm none of these things. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, man, it gets fucking it's hard. But again, it comes back to like what we said earlier. It's just in my mind. I was like, I just we can't quit. You know, let's just see. Let's give this the biggest shot, and then let the doors. All the doors have to like literally close. And we had one door open, and that turned into more. And that door opened because uh, of the community. So community, people around you, that goes a long way. It's about who you know and being ready 
when your time is calling things like that so you had your roommate keeping you locked in during the time then your agent uh he had a friend but long story short he bet on you like your confidence kind of wavered you might have not thought you're ready or whatever it was but he paid for your flight he sent you out to the to the workout to the tryout and then your your career propelled again from there so sent you to to Fort Fort Worth I believe it is just posted I don't know how soon this is going but literally just posted a picture of me I just left Vegas and I just saw my agent I just posted a picture of us two on my story it won't be that long but um that's the guy that's yeah it's almost yeah you can look now I should be you should still be on there I just posted it yesterday but I just bumped into him. I ain't seen him for it's still up. Yeah, it's still up there. A lot familiar. But so that's me and him. And you know, I should make that like a real post, but um, I probably will. I just don't post on social media a lot. But anyway, so uh yeah, that's my guy. He bet on me when no one would bet on me. Um literally we were fighting him on the phone. We fought over you. We always gonna fight. That's just kind of what we do. We test each other out. <laughs> You know, you need real people like that. You know, you don't need, you know, yes men and all this. I never, I don't have those. I don't want those. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. my agent always, we fight. And I tell him what well, I think he's not doing right. And he's going to sure tell me what he thinks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that was our relationship. And at the time, you know, again, my foot is up. I'm like, I can't, I can't move. And he, you know, he stayed with me. And then when I finally got healthy, um, I was doing pre-draft workouts, not pre-draft workouts, I'm sorry, doing workouts with the Colorado 14ers. You probably know Pooh, Pooh yeah. Jeter. Jeter. Yeah, Pooh Jeter. Um, I don't know how to say that. I just call him Pooh. I don't know how to say your last name. It's um, Jeter. Jeter, Jeter. Okay, cool. <laughs> but Pooh was my guy. Um, and, you know, so that's a shout out, you know, LA, LA folks, you know, where we at now. Yeah. So Pooh was with me there and he got to see, you know, I had to come from the limp all the way to, you know, getting my legs under me to, you know, the next things. But when I got, I started playing against these guys and um, there uh, on his team, on Colorado 14ers, I felt like I was healthy. I'm talking to my agent. He got that tryout lined up and we literally fighting about it. Like, bro, he's like, all right, we, we got to get you a flight out there. I was like, I, I was supposed to get the flight at first. One, I don't remember if it was even, if it was like really a thing, like I could have figured out the money, but it was like, uh-huh. no. Like I really ain't have it like that to do it. Right. Um, I'm like, yo, if they're not flying me out there, like they're not. This is a waste of time. I'm really in my head. I'm really just saying it's a waste of money, bro. Because yeah, I can't yeah. go out there and fucking spend on a flight, and they're not really even gonna give me a legit shot. They're not flying me. They're not taking me serious, bro. Like, no, you just and I didn't really understand. That was it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have other opportunities, bro. You gotta go take this one. You know, yeah. retrospect, retrospect. I can see that because I know the game, but. You know, he said, "This is I'm booking the flight. You're going, and let's let's you know that's what it is." I was tired, man. fuck. <laughs> and then went out there and shit. That, that was it. I made the team, and you know we crawled crawled our way up there, but we, we got it done. So you played one year in the D League at the time, so it wasn't mm-hmm. even the G League. It's way, way more. Before. Yeah, it's way more advanced and well put together and well ran and things like that. Yeah, development is exactly what it was. You could tell, like they were, you could tell they were still figuring it out. Like, can we do this? Oh, you know what I mean. Like, everything was. I mean, mind you, we take the bus. We're taking the bus everywhere. Like, which is not a big deal, but you gotta think with that schedule. You know, these are some me as a youngin 
didn't matter. But there's a lot of grown men I play with. You know what I'm saying? Like your body don't work the same off, off the bus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Off of yeah. these, like, these crazy road trips, hours and hours on. Like it just, it just don't work the same. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, obviously there's no budget. I remember I tell people like I think when the season was over, I think I had like five thousand. I'm not a spender. Like I'm really just not. It's never been that. Never been me. Mm-hmm. But I had like five thousand dollars. I thought I was like doing it. Like damn, I got some money. Like she was gone. <laughs> First, like two rent, I paid my rent for the summer, like just to make sure I was taken care of. And then, like, I don't know what I did. I got some groceries. I was like, shit, I gotta figure this out. <laughs> you had to get back to it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, like, there was no money in the league. Like, guys would have to figure out the next thing as well. Like, some guys I know would do other things for money on the side, like whether it be get a job or whatever. You know what I mean? Which is a respect. Um, you know, so it's glad. I'm glad to see where you know the league has come from then since then so that guys can actually focus on what they did to do so from there you went overseas with you crossed them waters in the same season your first season you played in spain and the netherlands was there any culture shock or what was just your first first initial thought of just overseas basketball um how do i say this literally you know what I'm saying? Like that was like one of the first things you get off the plane. Like, how do I say milk? How do I yeah. um, you know, whatever, you know, food, this, that, and the third, just just regular life shit. How to say hello, how do I be respectful? You know, um, you know, you're in a whole nother world and you know, you want to make the right impression with I always did. I always wanted to make the right impression with one of my teammates, my coach and staff, the fans, whoever was around me, I always wanted to be like a a solid dude. You know what I mean? I, I didn't want to be an asshole to nobody. So um, I always wanted to kind of immerse myself in the culture a bit. I didn't learn every language, but I did try to learn like key stuff so people knew, you know, signs of respect, whether it be like Goose Morgan or, you know, whatever, just to be respectful to people and they know, oh, you, you know, right, solid dude, you know, whatever. So um, that was the biggest thing was the culture shock and just trying to like get adjusted to, all right, this is a whole nother world. Everybody does things different in every country. Um, and you just got to adjust to that first, and then the game itself is an adjustment because the game is different. Um, it's the same, but you know there are there are differences. You know Definitely. what I'm saying? So you get you get past that. I mean, for me, it was one of the best experiences I, I could possibly have is to be in Europe. I still have friends out there to this day. I still talk to daily, um, and I, I I wouldn't trade it for the world. Be honest with you, I'm kind of glad I didn't make it at first. I got that experience. Yeah, the way the way Europeans show love is just like almost undescribable. Like they're just so genuine and just like sincerely right. just care and want to like just help you and do stuff for you. It's like different. It's a it's an it's definitely a different energy. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Agreed. So, uh, you've played in Spain, the Netherlands, Germany, Belgium, Turkey, and uh Spain again. Where would you say was your favorite place to play in? It could be in any uh, aspect, food, fans, I basketball, whatever. Spain. Easily. My favorite city in the world is Barcelona. Okay. Um, life life basketball for me overseas, my best playing experience was Germany. Um it felt like the show. You know, I didn't play ACB mm-hmm. um when I was my first year in Spain. I played ACB later, but um my first year I was in second division Spain, which was cool. Like it was at that time, second division Spain was behind ACB was the second, like the it was better than the D League. It was okay, yeah. 
Yeah, at that time, I'm old now. OG, OG. At that time, second division in Spain, you know, it was it was very highly respected. Like, again, like Serge Ibaka, for example, um, was in second second division in Spain before he went straight to the league. Well, right? I, I didn't, I didn't know that. So um, I was on the same team. That's another very, very long story. But You was on the same team as Serge? Very, very long story. Boy, yeah, right. but yes, yes. Um, we we didn't play together, um, but we were on the same team. There was like contractual issues, and okay, part, okay. Of, part of me getting my butt kicked in business, the business of basketball overseas. I had to learn things. Um, but Serge, an amazing dude. Shout out to Serge. Um, but yeah, so that's how good the league was. Again, they had Serge came straight from second division and went to the league. All right, so um, that being said, um. So yeah, so the culture and life in Spain, but Germany was like, um, now I got to see arenas. Now I got to see, there's a little bit more of a show aspect to it. It felt like I was almost in the league, even though we still playing a couple of small gyms, but now these, even the smaller gyms are like stadiums. And it felt like, and you know, they had an all-star game. It felt like, you know, I was in the show a bit, you know, it felt good. So that was my best. Yeah, and that's, uh ironic that like that's why Germany's your favorite because that was the same year you were the league's top scorer so you were just living living for the moment like you you thrive in these environments yeah I always I mean because again it always came down to I wanted to like bro and you know it's not for everybody I'll be honest like but I always wanted to show that I could do this you know what I'm saying I had so much to prove I always played with a chip on my shoulder I always played like you know and nobody ever picked me from being a kid even like I'm that kid like you know they they pick this guy and you go to the park whatever I was always you know not the top first guy to get picked and it was always that would like frustrate me because I always believed where my future would lie and even when it got dark I was like I know I could do this you know what I'm saying yeah I think I can, I think I can. you know a little engine that could type stuff and <laughs> um I think I could do this and like it would be so when I finally got to my opportunities and I would see a person Oh yes, let's go. Cause it's like it, it's it's. I, I love that competition. Um, and so when I got in those big lights, those big moments, it was like, all right, if I if I go through this person, I go through this person, I get the opportunity to get back home. So I, I felt like I was one step closer, and it got me that motivation every night. That's what's up. Yeah, like you said, one step closer to the league. I know your whole uh, mission on your overseas journey was just to get back to the league. That was your only goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so after Germany, uh, you did your thing there. You went to Belgium, and there you did your thing again. You were a Belgian Cup winner. You were the league MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were star of the coaches and uh, Dutch League All Star uh, later on in your career or earlier on in your career. But mm-hmm. uh, what you did in Belgium was good enough to get you uh, a look back in the league. So just talk about uh, that jump back to the league and the difference between uh, overseas to the NBA and just your rookie year with the New York Knicks? Well, I went from, I don't know, I could probably look at the stadium, probably 2,000 people in Belgium um, at our home stadium. Mm-hmm. Then my home stadium was Madison Square Garden about six months. <laughs> so, you know, things changed very quickly for me. It was, yeah, you're talking about the joke, like it was huge. Um, it was like, whoa, you know what I mean? And I was really blessed to have um, the, the vets that I had and the teammates that I had. You know, I remember... You know, there were moments, man, I'm telling you, like, the light is different. I'll be trying to tell, you know, some of my young guys, like, <laughs> the light is different. You know, it takes, you know, 
I'm, I come from humble beginnings. I, I ain't never been all American. I never had that type of attention, that type of, I'm not, I'm just, I'm being honest, bro. I ain't, I'm not the cool kid. I'm just a nigga who figured it out. Right. And, um, yeah. So when I got there, I mean, I remember JR one play, like I, I had 30 point games in preseason and stuff like, but I remember one play, JR swung me the ball. No one probably knows this. He screamed, shoot it. Like, fuck. Like, I think he could see it or feel it. Like, I was new. Like, I was still like, and, oh, I'm like, come on. I'm at the guard. We got a game to win. <laughs> like, it was kind of funny how it happened. Like, literally, I forgot. Somebody was already hurt. They put Sheed in. Sheed, I think he got ejected. I think that was a ball don't lie game. But we played Phoenix. And I remember, like, when he said my name, when Coach said my name, I could have been eating popcorn and like spilled the popcorn all over my face. Like, <laughs> like one of them type, I didn't have popcorn. You know what I'm saying? Like one of yeah. them type, oh shit, like I'm supposed to play today? Oh yeah, I do have a jersey on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, cool, let's go. I'm like, oh shit. So threw me out there. And I remember I jabbed, I think I swung the ball one time. And they all know me, like I, I ain't never been shot. Like as far as catching the ball, you know what I mean? So um, I think I passed up one. And then the next time down, I even me, I was checking myself because there's certain moments where I was like, I know, like, what the fuck? We playing scared? What are we doing? Um, and I pass up the first shot. You know, that's what they say. Get your rhythm, get up and down. Right, and, right, right. So I, I swung the first joint. And then the next play down, like, I was running the floor. I got, he said, shoot it. Like, he swung it to me. Shoot the ball, <laughs> coach. Like, fuck, some shit like that. And I was like, all right, caught, caught. I gave uh, whoever was guarding me, I think it might be a scholar or some little jab and just said, fuck it. All right, you can tell me twice. I let it fly. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it, uh, it, I thank God I hit that. And then, uh, you know, I scored like nine in like seven minutes. And I didn't, I didn't play the rest of the game. But now, like, people talking like, who the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had a little I had a little buzz from preseason. So, you know, fans started rocking with me. And then I started earning a little bit more minutes. So that was that was fun. A little Another JR story. We, he's been obviously a big part of this whole thing, I guess, more than he than I even realize now. I'm looking back. <laughs> yeah, he was around. Yeah, yeah they started JR. But yeah, they was like, "Who is this uh, special weapon? Like, who's coming off the bench?" X Factor. They know. They know what was going on. Mm-hmm. That's what they. That's what. That's what they were saying for real. And I was, I was just happy to be there. Like I said, my teammates, you know, Kurt Thomas. These guys helped me get used to like you know even the booze like you know the fans is different in new york this is a, it's a very very special place and um it, it ain't for everybody i'll tell you that you know so um I, I was glad to be a part of it like you know i'm from jersey so like that's who i came up watching starts ewan allen houston lj go down the list hit my mace um so like i i, I was so hyped to be there that i was like looking around like yo i'm really <laughs> I'm here. Like, I watch this on TV. I've never been in the. I didn't watch no Knicks game other than TV. Right. I'm in it. I didn't go to the garden. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in it. So, um, shit, man. Like, I was very blessed to have a guy to help usher my brain into that. You know what I'm saying? Because you need that too. Some of us. I do. Mm-hmm. I think everyone needs it more than they think they do. I think everyone could can use that. Yeah. Like, Some guys pretend there's a lot of bravado, and I, I've been in the locker rooms with the guy. I got to see exactly <laughs> all of these guys. I got to see exactly how human they all are. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I got to see, you know, guys you would never think get frustrated over shit that you would think they would never be. Fr- you know, everybody's human. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't want to throw nobody out there, but I just say for me, I know 
um, I especially needed it, and I'm very blessed. I had the people, the right people on my team to help me adjust to what it was. Yep, that's the common denominator. We keep talking about the team, the team around mm-hmm. you. So that's very sure. important. Sure. But uh, yeah, New York is a tough place to play, and it's not for everybody, like you said. But your rookie year, you did your thing there. Uh, you had a Eastern Conference Player of the Month award winning, and you tied Harrison. Rookie of the month, I wish. I'll be honest. Yeah, rookie of the month. Okay, so you you still got your flowers. I'll take that. It wasn't Player of the Month. Melo got Player of the Month that same same time too. So it was cool. That's love though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I seen you tied Harrison Barnes in Rookie of the Year voting and tied in six, so you did you did your thing there. You 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 showed up. You had a big thirty three point game, home game. I know that environment was rocking. Had to be a crazy environment there. And earlier you mentioned uh, watching TV. I know when you broke your foot, you were watching uh, Get Rich or Die Trying, watching Fifty Cent, and I know you were mentioning how. Uh, Obviously, he got shot in the mouth, and that was his main thing. And he was trying to blow up and be a rapper so bad. And his everyone around him was getting money. They was rapping. They was getting to it. And he couldn't even talk. And that kind of uh, was you at that moment. You were laid up with a broken foot. Everyone's hooping. You couldn't get your chance. Kind of how Fifty couldn't get his chance. And then you got back on your feet. You started hooping. Then you playing for the Knicks and course side you got 50 at the game like <laughs> that's gotta be a, I, like and in my brain i'm like I, I promise you i really be thinking about this story and i'm like it can't be this like in my brain i'm like am i putting these two separate stories together like but <laughs> the crazy part about that wasn't just 50 50 was sitting next so when i first i'll give you another story so tracy morgan um was one of the coolest people i met when i first got there right i i got off I mean, I got went to an EA Sports, I think, uh, event, mm-hmm. and um, so I went in there, and um, Trace Morgan's like, "Yo, I know you." I was like, "Oh shit!" Uh, I told I tell this joke like I'd be thinking people would be mistaking me for at that time, for, like Waka or something like that, or they would make <laughs> a joke about it, right? And I'd be like, "Fuck, he's about to roast me!" Like, oh, this thing is ugly. Like, so he said, um. I said, nah, bro, you don't know me, bro. Like, cause I didn't think, you know, I just came out of summer league, but like, ain't nobody know what the fuck yeah. I was doing. Ah, you was in Europe, right? Yeah, you just signed with the Knicks. I was like, oh yeah, he said, see, I know you, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, oh shit, okay, yeah, what's up, bro? Nice to meet you, da da da. You know, I'm still like shocked that a guy yeah, like of course. Know who the fuck I am. Like, who the fuck is who am I? <laughs> um, that's cool. All right, shout out to the Knicks. So like, I said, you know, we had a conversation and. One of the coolest things he said was, you know, how deep how deep he was it was really cool. He was like, um, you, he said, do you believe in dinosaurs? I was like, yeah, I believe in dinosaurs. He's like, you ever saw one? <laughs> I was like, nah. He was like, don't believe the hype. And like when they say good things about you, stay locked in. Don't believe the hype. They say bullshit about you, stay locked in. Don't believe the hype. Stay. These guys put on their shoes just like you do. You know what I mean? And, like, he was giving me real game. Like, shit was dope. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. He prepared me for what it was to be in New York. You know what I'm saying? Um, So that game, you're talking about with 50 Cent, 50 Cent was sitting next to Tracy. Like, next to him. Like, mm-hmm. I would be shocked if they, I'm not big enough for this to matter to them motherfuckers. But right. like, I, I would be shocked if they don't remember sitting next to each other and the rookie went off. I had 29 and a half. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it was kind of crazy how it worked because 
I'm watching these two niggas on the side. I didn't play. Like, I played maybe a little bit in the first half, but, like, JR, Melo wasn't playing, and JR went down. And on that team, like, I, two months, I was the third best scorer in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? So, like, now them oh. two are playing, and then it was, all right, I had the ball in my hands. Like, oh, shit. All right, fuck. That. No one else is going to, I'll shoot it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the whole second half, we got kind of we got kind of cooked, but it was my moment. Like, oh, I can really do this, and it was in front of Tracy Morgan and Fifty Cent, who meant so much, you know, early on for me. So that's I can't I can't make this shit up, bro. It's like it was crazy. Wow, that's that's a god right there. That's crazy, bro. So from the Knicks, uh, by the way, I want to thank you for taking the time out to do this. Uh, oh, good, much appreciated I'm having it has really exceeded any expectations I could have had so I'm, I'm grateful for this all right I ain't gonna be us man and again I come from humble beginnings and if anything I can do to help anybody trying to do something like shit, we all need help sometimes bro and I had help I have people who help me so I hope I'm I hope I'm of assistance for you you know what I mean of course, that's what I appreciate it. And yeah, ever since we met, you like I said, you've always been a humble dude and you've always been trying to help any way you could. So like I appreciate that too. Like we only met a couple of times and like it was just a good like connection, good energy, like right away. So I salute you for that as well. You're a cool dude for sure. All love. Uh, so we almost done. We're gonna just uh brief up just the experience with the uh Pacers and the Bucks. So uh just talk about the Pacers a little bit and then with the Bucks. Just talk about that experience. Then I want to talk about a young uh, Greek freak who you seen yeah. at that time. So just talk about those yeah. two things for me. Yeah. Um. Uh. In Indy, uh, now I'm like I'm not a vet, but I'm comfortable being in the league. Um. Our goals are different. We're just looking for a championship. Um. At least that first year. Who Who was um, on Who's on this team? If you could mention some guys so we can know. Uh, yeah. The whole starting lineup was crazy. All right, so Paul George, George Hill, Lance Stevenson, um, David West, Roy Hibbert, Luis Cola came off the bench. Like, we were... Okay, yes, that's that, that, that squad. Danny Granger was on that team. Like, stupid, stupid squad, you know? Squad. We, we were loaded, yeah, super loaded. I'm probably forgetting guys who else. George, uh, CJ Watson, another name was killer. Um, I'm... Bad because I mean, and I love all my teammates. Sloan, <laughs> you know, I could go down the list because I feel bad. I said so many names, I'm, I'm not gonna say everybody. Solomon Hill, one of my favorite people in the world. Um, you know, whatever. We had a crazy ass squad, and um, excuse my language, um, but yeah, I'm a Hemi too, whatever. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, we had a crazy squad. Rasul Butler, salute, rest of soul, too. RP. Yeah, I got to say that name. So anyway, um, we had a crazy squad and, you know, it's just being a part of that, you know, was 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 awesome, man. Um, just trying to figure out the best way to help a team get to a title. You know, it was crazy just trying to make a name. Now it's like, no, we're trying to win this thing. Like that was the the team goal. <laughs> we got far. We we got to see Miami in the um Eastern Conference Finals, we did our thing. You know what I'm saying? It was a great season. We dominated for the most part. Um, we were the only team on the East Coast that I think anybody gave a chance to really uh, yeah. get around in them. But, you know, it was LeBron and D-Wade and Bosch and others. Like, I was 
tall task. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we, we gave him a good fight for sure. Well, what was it like matching up against Braun? Crazy. An honor, being honest. Um, I salute that man for uh, who he is, the man on, on the court and off the court. You know, he doesn't, you know, I'm sure he gets enough praise, but he doesn't get enough praise because he gets uh, so much negativity from, you know, people that don't know anything about basketball, in my opinion. Um, so I salute. I salute that man. Um, but then you want to beat him. <laughs> and it's very yeah. hard to do so because he's, he's uh, he, you know, people, I have people that I think are more talented scoring the ball that I've been able to match up against. But he's the best. You know, it's just like he does everything. He can score at a high clip, but he's, you can see in his eyes when he's bringing the ball to the floor, like he's reading, he's a, he's a computer. Bro. You wow. know, it's like, you're like literally like, it's just calculating, like, like, yeah, what does he see behind me? Like, all right, <laughs> you know, because I'm trying to win. Like, I'm not just here with my man one-on-one. Like, I'm right. trying to figure out what is he seeing. Like, you know what I mean? And and it's live, and he's moving really fast, and he's probably, you know, he's too, whatever, he's strong as shit. Yeah. He jumps really high, too, by the way. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like, what, what is this? So, like, um, that matchup is, is a special one. And, again, I feel honored to be, um, able to say I was able to compete head to head with him. Like I got to see everybody, but I know like that was a real legit matchup of mine. That uh, I'm honored to say I got on the floor in the light and got to got to get that fight a little bit. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people cannot say they did that. So, yeah. man, that's that's dope, man. That's that's a goatee. That's that's goat stuff. So from the Pacers, uh, you went to the Bucks. You had seen a young. Giannis on this team. Giannis Ante Tacumpo. I don't know if I said that right. He's calling him Greek freak, but yeah, he's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just talk about some of those uh glimpses. Was this like skinny? Was this skinny Giannis? This is baby Giannis. This is baby Giannis. But you can see, I can see. I was telling all my guys, man. I told him years ago. I'm still saying it. And it's, it's less taboo now. I said he can be. He can be the greatest player to ever live. I said it like then, and people was like. The fuck you talking? Like he was not an all star. Like he was none of that. Yet. Right. Um. I'm like he can do it, and he's one of those that. Cause I remember I played with Melo. I played with PG. These guys are killers. Real top of the league. Whether you say what you yeah. want about whatever. Them two, top of the league. Facts. Period. Facts. Period. Um. Top level competition. I've seen him destroy everybody. And I went and saw this kid. And I was like, no, this is different. This is different. Like this is I haven't seen this before. And it wasn't just the talent, like that was obvious. It's his work ethic in his eyes. Like it was that type of like, well, I, I understand it because I come from pain. He had, he's like seen some shit in his life and it means something to him to be great. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, he's not gonna stop. He's not one of those that's gonna be like, all right, I'm an all-star and it's like, that's cool. Right. You know, he's got his personality, but he's a, he's a killer for sure. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's like, he's, I was doing extra workouts. He was always there. He was always there. He's always in the gym, whether it be just him or him with his brothers, just working, like working, 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 putting the time in. And I'm like, when you got guys that got that shit that, you know, you can't teach, that God given ability, mm-hmm. and they willing to put the work in, and it means something to them. They're not doing the wrong work. Like, they're working hard. They, you know, pushing themselves. Like, there's no way. I saw this coming, and I know there's more. <laughs> there's more like I, you know there is what it is there's definitely more because he 
literally improves every year. Like he comes back with he added something. Like he you can tell he works. Like he's great. Works. Like MVP back to back, and then he comes back with uh, something added. Like oh, mm-hmm. he needs to do this, and he boom. I love how he does it too. Like I didn't even I I was just hitting my guy. I was hoping um one of the assistant coaches is a friend. What up, Jay? Um, and I checked in. I was just checking out. I thought he might be in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, no, nah, I'm in I'm in Greece. I know if he's out there. He is a shooter. Josh is a shooter. Mm-hmm. Pure, like, we used to battle, like, we used to just games, you know, it would help me keep my, my sword sharp. You know what I mean? Yeah. If he focus in with Giannis, Giannis is going to be shooting that ball even more so. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he's already obviously clearly improving every year on that. Right. If he gets that jump shot, yo, I don't care what nobody says. There's no one, there's no one going to be better than him. No one. I can't imagine him because he's he be pulling it now and it's like it's it's got better, it's but it's getting, whatever. Yeah, and it's not he, it's not there yet. And that's for sure. And that's the thing that Giannis knows and he's gonna work on it. You know what I'm saying? That's the yeah. scary part. Like it's not saying he's a complete player, mm-hmm. but he's gonna he's working his butt off to get there. And he's 27? Yeah, he's 27. Yeah. The mid the midi's kind of there already, but the three ball, like he be pulling it already, but it's it's not consistent yet. But that's yeah. you know what that comes with? Time. Yeah work mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying nobody develops none of that ray allen jay you know who jj uh steph none of these guys did that overnight and yeah. most of these guys been doing it their whole life but again he don't have to be jj he don't have to be ray allen he don't have to like if he if he makes it if he's just dangerous he don't have to be a structure like if he's just dangerous from out there yeah. what do you do what do you do <laughs> you know what i'm saying so um, he's on his way to being. I believe he's on his way to being dangerous from out there. Like you can't. I think you. I think you do have to put a hand up now. Yeah. But you give him two more years of consistent. I'm not talking about next season. I'm saying like you know gradual improvement. Like two more years. By the time he's 30, look at what LeBron's doing now. LeBron wasn't. No, LeBron wasn't no shooter, bro. Respect to LeBron, but like he wasn't that. All right. Um, we said shoot the ball, please. You know what I'm saying <laughs> like I dare you to let him do that now. You know, and he just, to me, he just now started developing that jump shot in the last few years, three For years. Sure. You know, he added a Corver. He added these people that helped teach him technique. And Corver's a great guy for that. I've had conversations with him. But, you know, he's worked on it. And that's the point. It's like, you know, these these things take time sometimes. And I think Giannis will be a fully developed player by the time he's 30-something, which is when it counts. Yeah, man, it's gonna be a scary sight. I'm tuned in though. I love anyone that that is a workaholic. They they cool with me, so I can see it. He's so, hundred percent. Gives all my respect. That's dope, man. Appreciate that story. So, uh, that's all we got. I just uh want to have you, um, just give some advice to the young hoopers, or just any 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 words for the young hoopers coming up to keep going, or just anything you could you can give them some little nuggets, and then we're gonna wrap it up. I say um one no it's always possible. Um I'm a testament to that. Like I have no no had no backing and I've crawled in there and figured it out. So one it's always possible, but two, like I said earlier, um recognize what's the priority, you know what I'm saying, and why you're doing this. So um I think that'll one keep you motivated and it'll make sure your your goals are aligned, if that makes sense. So keep your priorities in order. Um and give yourself the best shot. Dope, man. Love that. Appreciate those words. Just uh, shout yourself out on social media so that people can uh, keep up with you and your new endeavors in life and those kind of things. 
Absolutely. Optimist Cope on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I don't really have a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'm about to say, yeah, nah, nah, he don't post a lot, but y'all still tap in for sure, though. Already. Salute. Salute to all y'all. Good luck, on, good luck to everybody, especially you on your journey. Appreciate that, man. That's a wrap for episode two of Back to the Block podcast. Make sure you guys subscribe, leave a five star. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Thanks again, Cope. Take care, my man. Love. Love. Appreciate you.